This is the Psyche of Success. Podcasting around the globe. Join us as we interview superstars in their respective fields and help you master the psychology of winning big in business and in life. Here's your host, author, speaker, and business coach, Jody Holland. Hey guys, Jody Holland here and Brett Bytelet. We are excited to be back with you for another episode of the Psyche of Success. Today we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, right? That's right. Everybody loves to talk about failure. Bum, bum, bum. See if we could, we, we should have had some sound effects going on that, like... Oh, that's good. Oh, that's scary. The scary word of failure. <laughs> so we're going to have some fun with this today. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have failed at a few things in my life. How about you, Brett? Oh, just a you know, a smidge. Just a, like one time. Yeah, this one time I, I did. At band camp? A, <laughs> I did fail at something. Yeah, I, I think that failure is the foundation of success. And a really famous person whose name I don't know for sure because I've heard it said by probably 80 different famous people once said, you learn nothing from success. You learn everything from failure. Oh, it's so true, though. Yeah, it really I mean, is. I mean, when you get knocked on your butt, do you change the way you do things so that you don't get knocked down again? Pretty much. I remember, you know, learning to ride a bike for the first time. All it took was one good wreck, and I was like, nope, not doing that again. Yeah, you know, my little brother only ran into one telephone pole, and it was the first time we were teaching him to ride his bike. We released him, and he just went straight for a telephone pole, busted his face open, and uh, made the decision after that not to ride into telephone poles anymore. So see, learned a great lesson just from a little bit of failure. So there's a lot of famous people out there that have learned from failure. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a guy named Steven Spielberg. Uh, didn't he, like, write some books, make some movies? He, yeah, I think he made a, a few movies. I mean, some very extraterrestrial things came out of his work. Good job, E.T. there. But Spielberg wanted to go to film school at the University of Southern California, and he was rejected two times before he decided, get this, uh, actually, give me a little drum that he would just make movies anyway. He decided, you know what? I think I like making movies, and whether the University of Southern California wants me or not, I'm going to do what I was called to do. Sometimes it takes people telling you that you cannot do something for you to actually go and do it, right? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Quite often there's things that, even in my own life, that people have said, well, I don't think that's a good idea. And I'm like, sweet. Well, I'm, in. <laughs> I'm glad that you don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, and admittedly, some of my great ideas have not worked out great, but I've always learned lessons. Uh, I heard this guy, Keith Cunningham, speak out in Florida in January. Is it the Tony, Tony Robbins Business Mastery Week? And he was talking about how he lost everything, got divorced. Uh, got booted out of his house, lost his business, and he had just enough money to buy Personal Power, which was a cassette tape series that Tony Robbins had put out. And then he realized, oh, man, my soon-to-be ex-wife actually got the stereo. I don't have a way to listen to these. 
So he said he sat in his car every night listening to Tony Robbins, trying to figure things out. And he finally, one of the things Tony says is, what if you stopped believing that life was happening happening to you and started believing that life was happening for you? And he went, man, I just bought a $1 million MBA program because <laughs> he had lost about a million bucks. He's <laughs> like, I choose not to look at that as a complete loss. I choose to look at it as an amazing lesson. I got to do some work for Walmart corporate. This was back in uh, 2000, 2001, the end of 2000 and through 2001. And I remember flying out to Bentonville. I was doing training for all of their corporate trainers. And I thought, man, I need to know more about Walmart before I go out there. So I started looking into Sam Walton, pretty amazing guy. He was fired as the manager of a five and dime. So he thought, forget you. I'm starting my own thing. He then opened his own five-and-dime type store, went bankrupt, tried again, went bankrupt, tried again, went bankrupt, tried again, came up with Walmart. I don't know if you've looked at what the stock has done in Walmart since the beginning, but it has been really impressive. I know people that became millionaires off of $10,000 worth of Walmart stock. Like that is unbelievably cool when you think about what he accomplished, even though he kept getting knocked on his butt. Yeah, I would say failing until you create Walmart is probably not a bad way to go. No, but how many people try something and they get within just a few feet of success? Like if they would have just stuck it out through two or three more rejections, they would have been wildly successful. But they're like, I just... I can't do it anymore. I can't handle the pressure. Oh, woe is me. Intro for sad music. Epiphany happens. And they start going, I'm only three feet from gold. What if I try a little bit harder? And then they make it. I mean, Rocky. We love movies like Rocky because we love knowing that you get back up one more time than you get knocked down. I love thinking of failure like as a gift. I literally oh, sometimes yeah. want to tell people that say like, oh, you're never going to make it. You're going to fail at this. You're making a bad decision. I wish I had at that moment to just like the, the gumption to just be like, thank you. Yeah. And move on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guarantee you, every time they look at you and see you successful, what do you hear from them? <laughs> Nothing. Right. They're like, Dang it, it worked for them. Well, it was just a lucky break. Yeah, my experience has been the more tenacious you are, the more likely you are to actually succeed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit a couple other people that I really like here. At 67 years old, Colonel Sanders was rejected 1,009 times trying to sell his recipe to a restaurant just for a royalty before Kentucky Fried Chicken, a little bitty restaurant chain with only a few locations, said, yeah, sounds good. Because of his 23 herbs and spices and his secret recipe that he had protected his entire life, he ended up becoming a multimillionaire. How many times do you hear the word no before you quit? And I'm just going to throw this out there. I've done a lot of coaching of leaders and of salespeople and entrepreneurs, 
And I remember talking to a couple of different entrepreneurs over the last, I don't know, six or seven years. One of them said, oh, I just, I need your help. I've tried everything. And I hear that a lot. I've tried everything and nobody's buying. So I started asking the question, well, how many phone calls have you made to get appointments? Three. Okay. How many of those resulted in an appointment? Two. How many of those resulted in a sale? One. Like, are you telling me that you only made three phone calls, got two appointments, and closed a deal? You're a freaking rock star. That's a pretty good ratio. That's an amazing ratio in sales. You just need to be in front of more people. But it was so painful because when people fail, a lot of times what they do is they define their very existence as being a failure because of an event that happened. What happens isn't who you are. It's just something that happened, right? Right. So another one that I like is uh, Sir James Dyson. I don't know if you have heard of this guy, but he makes the Dyson vacuum cleaner, the Dyson hand dryer, the the Dyson butt dryer. I don't know what all he makes. There's <laughs> Dyson everything. But when he was trying to make the right suction system for the vacuum cleaner, he tried 5,126 different ways to create an amazing suction system. But all of them sucked. Not the right way. Finally, 5,127, he gets it right, and he becomes wildly successful. Brett's about to wet his pants laughing over here. It's okay. Take a minute. Breathe. Breathe. (laughs) So I guess I should have gone uh, at the end of that little joke there. So you knew that was a joke, or I should have said, Bazinga, (laughs) if you're a Big Bang Theory fan. So I love that story, though, because I wonder... In my own business, how many times would I get back up and try again? You would do it enough times. If, as long as you get up one more time, then you fail, you're good. Yeah, but somebody, you know, so many people look for how many times, right? Is there this magical number? Yeah, the number is enough. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have to do it enough times to succeed. That's right. Yeah. And That's you know, the number. I think that makes perfect sense. So what you're saying is it doesn't, there isn't a magic number. No. Some people get it on the first try. Never Lucky met for one. them. I I've, applaud them. I've never met one of them, but I've heard of them. Uh, they're like unicorns. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, those unicorns. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But most people have two, three, four, 70 different failures. Like I have, I already have an MBA. I did not get it from a university. I got it from the school of hard knocks. And I have been knocked down so many times in the last 21 years, but I just kept getting back up. And I remember having that thought in my mind, just one more time, just one more time, just one more time. I know this is going to work. When everybody around me was thinking, poor guy, he's not very smart, is he? I, I literally can't think of anyone off the top of my head that I haven't heard their story where they got their butt kicked. I mean, no one, whether they be, you know, what some people would claim as successful, a movie star, a rock star, anything like that. Maybe they're, I I can't think of a celebrity. I can't think of, I can't. No. Zane Williams has a really cool song, if you're into Texas country music, called Overnight Success. And he talks about how it only took 20 years of blood, sweat, and tears to become an overnight success. I think that's pretty accurate. 
Yeah, I've heard of people making it in 10, but most people I know, it takes a long time. Even like we went through Brenda Burchard's Influencer Summit a while back. Fantastic. Really enjoyed it. But I kept thinking, okay, what's the secret? What's the magic formula where all of a sudden you have a bajillion followers and a quadrillion people that think you're amazing? And there really wasn't a secret other than persistence. Persistence alone is what was creating success. Now, I would say you learn, and they did talk about that a lot. All the influencers did that you you start putting things out, you track and measure what's working, you stop doing what's not working, put more energy on what is working. That's what you do. But you got to give it enough time to know whether or not it's working. And if you don't give it enough time, how would you know? Right. Persistence is key. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Edison, love this guy, Thomas Alva Edison. Obviously, he's not around anymore for those of you who have never studied history, but he was kicked out of school when he was like 10 years old. And it's, I can't imagine the parent teacher conference today where I'm like, uh, Mr. Holland, yes, I want to talk to you about your son, Tom. Like, well, he goes by Thomas. Yeah. That sounds a lot formal for how dumb he is. So <laughs> we call him Tom, sometimes Tommy Boy, just because he doesn't seem to respond well. He's too stupid to learn. So we're just going to tell you, I know he's in fourth grade now. We should have done this in second grade. He's out. Good luck. One, that would never happen today because right. it's so politically right. incorrect. But that's what happened to him. So his mom's like, all right, we'll buy some books. You read the books. You need to get a job. I mean, you're on your own now. You're out of school. <laughs> get a job, Tommy. So Tommy gets a job on a train, and he's going up and down the train car selling candy and newspapers. He's got a captive audience. It's amazing. He does well. He's reading his science books that his mom bought him, doing science experiments in the caboose, and total accident catches a train on fire one little infraction like burning down a caboose and they fire the 10 year old thomas edison lesson learned i guess lesson learned i mean shallow-minded leadership <laughs> one you hired a 10 year old two you told him he could do science experiments on a train three he burned the car down what did you think was gonna happen not a failure no no it's great lesson so he took what he learned with a captive audience, and instead of selling newspapers on a corner waiting for people to walk by, he went and negotiated. He's 11 now, so he's grown, he's matured, he's a man of the world. He goes and negotiates with a building owner and says, we would like to sell newspapers up and down the building. We will deliver them to each office. It'll be a great benefit. They're buying the papers anyway. We'll bring them to them. Building owner's like, that's fantastic. So he goes and hires a bunch of nine-year-olds to be the paper boys and gives them the very first paper route. That was one of his first inventions was the paper route. And he made great money doing that. He, he did so many cool things. that He held more patents than anyone else. He was known as the Wizard of Menlo Park. He created the incandescent light after learning how charcoal is made. So you think about this, he had had that wire coil and he kept trying it, trying it, trying it, and it would light up and it would be really bright and awesome for a minute and then it would die. 
And finally, one of his friends who made charcoal and sold charcoal is like, oh, you just got to get it burning and we cover it up. You got to limit the oxygen. Yep. Otherwise, yep. it burns up too fast. I don't know if that's what his friend actually sounds like, but that's what I imagine. And so then he goes, okay, well, uh, how do I do that? So he puts his glass casing over the wire loop and seals it with wax. And the bulb lasts two hours. And we have the light bulb. He already knew how to create a light bulb. He was missing one component. And it takes sometimes a different perspective to get that one component. So I encourage you, you want to have coaches and mentors around you that can go, hey, have you tried limits in the oxygen? Or whatever your friends sound like. <laughs> and, and just learn from other people's perspectives. Failure is a gift. Failure is necessary. And if you don't fail at anything, did you really even try? I mean, not really. I mean, and if someone says you're going to fail, just say thanks. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm going to keep going anyway. So I'm going to end it with uh, Michael Jordan here. He said that he missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. He lost 300 games, 26 different times. It came down to him taking the game-winning shot, and he missed. He failed over and over and over again in his life, and he says that's exactly why he succeeded. I just believe that winners don't quit. Winners always get back up at least one more time than the number of times they're knocked down. Winners push past any rejection, any temporary defeat. Winners see beyond the obstacle to the prize on the other side. That's what winners do. Parting thoughts for us, Brett? Just keep trying. Just don't, keep don't, swimming. Yep, just, just keep Dory swimming. had it right. Just keep swimming. Don't I, let anybody stand in your way. If you've got something you're passionate about, something you love, if it makes you feel good, just keep going after that thing. Absolutely. If you do that, You'll win every single time. Thank you guys for being a part of the Psyche of Success podcast. We cannot wait to see you on the next episode. So have yourself a fantastic rest of your day. and We'll see you next time. for listening to the psyche of success give us a five-star rating subscribe share with your friends take out billboards about how much you love us if you want but just make sure to apply the lessons learned and live fully into your potential we'll see you next week for another episode of the psyche of success